time to talk. Dropping back, winning more. I've been playing cards since I was born, and that's alright. It's okay. You may play your turn today. You can try to understand the innocent is forming men. Whether you're a player or whether you're a watcher, now you're listening loud, listening loud. Whether you're a player or whether you're a watcher, now you're listening loud, listening loud. Ah, 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 listening loud, listening loud. Okay, what's going on everybody, and welcome back to the Edison Club podcast, featuring me as the lead singer of the Bee Gees. What an intro. was, was quite amazing. It's going to be iconic. I, uh, I'm going to try out for um, America's Got Talent next month, so if you guys could go and support my um, funds for that, that'd be awesome. That is going to be the theme song of the next Yu-Gi-Oh! series. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so I went over earlier, and I was like, I really want an introduction song for this thing. And there actually is a song, by oddly enough, by the Bee Gees called Edison. And it's about Thomas Edison. <laughs> but it says, like, Edison's here to stay. So I was like, I'm definitely going to use that eventually. Okay, so topics for tonight are why did you quit Modern Yu-Gi-Oh to just play Edison format or to primarily focus on Edison format? And then we're also going to weigh the pros and cons of Edison format versus Modern format. So who would like to start us off here? Why did you why did you quit Modern Yu-Gi-Oh? Sure, I'll take it. All right, Cole starting. All right, well, I, w- I was kind of out of the game for a while, to be fair. I think I quit around the time like Lynx came out. I didn't really like the way they uh, kind of changed the way the game was played in a different way. They didn't add, they didn't just add something to the game. They also kind of took away, and no other game mechanic has done that. And I don't know, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but... After Master Rule 5 and everything, and, you know, years later, I, I came back, what was it, last year around that time, during, like, Sword Soul branded yeah. format. And uh, I, I just really wanted to scratch the itch because I got onto Master Duel, <laughs> and I just wanted to play. And it, it did the job for a while, but it's like, as soon as people were talking about, like, past formats wanting to play, I was just... I just jumped on board as fast as I could, and I just feel like it's so much more uh, of what Yu-Gi-Oh! is to me, like older formats like Edison or even other ones like all the ones that I've played through pretty much. And uh, as soon as there was like a community for it is all I really needed to know because, I mean, it's probably one of the largest growing, if not like the largest retro format. And having all the interaction and stuff that modern kind of lacks, or it can have interaction, but it's all within one or two turns, and you have to have cards to interact. Like, if you don't have hand traps, then there isn't interaction. And so, 
yeah. going through and like playing the decks I played growing up and stuff, and then modern Yu-Gi-Oh is up. not like forgiving at all. If you look at your yeah. opening five cards and you don't see hand traps, it's just it's over. You should just go to the next game nine times out of ten. Yeah, it's uh it's rough, but yeah, that's all I'll say for uh why I got back into Edison rather than modern. All right, who wants to go next, Justin or Austin? I'll I'll go last as always. Well, so, well, one reason I I can't win in modern. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a fair reason. That's a fair reason. Um, a second off, like I just don't like the way the game is played now. It's, it's a different game than it was. I still play modern time to time. Um, I still like last format. This one that just you know ended as of Monday. Um. I really didn't find a lot of joy in. Um, and Edison, like, gosh, man, you can buy four or five decks for the price of a, of a tier one modern deck. Um, plus, I mean, for the most part, like, the format is, is solved. I know it's changing. Um, people are coming up with new decks and everything. But, like, you don't have to worry about getting rid of a deck because the ban list is going to hit it. You don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, the next set's coming out and there's a $700 core in it. I got to buy the $700 course so I can keep playing. And, like, at least in our area, I know I live further away from, you know, than you guys do, but the pricing is just better. Yeah, that's – I'll touch on that uh, again later, but that's a big reason for me. Like, going to big Konami events, I mean, it's fine, you know, to go and to win. And, you know, you get, like, the bragging rights, but – the only thing you're really playing for is a mat and a deck box. Like, and if you if you win one of these Edison events, like this weekend, you can win a $150 card. Next weekend, we can take home a PS5. Following weekend is several boxes of the new set. And then the following weekend is $1,000 in cash. So, like, you come out a lot better. Like, I think grinding to try to get better at Edison because you're getting real prizing. Yeah, I, like, like since, okay, so thinking of modern events, like all you have is case tournaments, right? Yeah. Um, you, you might have cash tournaments here and there, but um, like for like for Edison, in just a short time that we've been playing it competitively, we've had two Switch tournaments. We've had a $500 or $600 cash tournament. Yeah, $1,000 coming up, a PS5 tournament. And this is all the span of like two months. Yeah, yeah, we've had more tournaments for Edison in two months than we have for Modern in, like, a while. Yeah. And not, not to mention, like, side events, I think the last couple of YCSs, I know the last one, um, uh, Leon didn't have, like, the Light and Darkness Dragon playmat. Um, but uh, the, the Light and Darkness Dragon playmat from the YCS, I think it was Minneapolis or whichever one that, that it debuted in, was like worth four to five hundred dollars, and there were fifty of them given out. Right, yeah. that's worth more than the that you can get for getting first place in the main event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is that? Is, do you want to add anything else, or is that your piece? I mean, that just because, like, that's what we grew up with. Um, it was like the synchro era, right? Yeah. So like the DM and the synchro era, so. That's got a lot to do with it, too. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Austin? Um, I Really, it goes along with a lot with what Cole said. 
you know, getting to play these decks that uh, we grew up with. Um, it's just been super fun and a, a good trip down memory lane. Um, you know, also with modern, I feel like with Yu-Gi-Oh! Modern now, um, it's all about like how fast can you play because you got to win as quick as you can. Uh, and all these decks are like super, super fast. So you're not really getting to play the game. You know, games might last two or three turns max. Yeah. So you're not really getting to play a whole lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do. We're playing a card game designed for six-year-olds, which I know it says that on the pack, but I, there's not very many good six-year-olds. We're, we're playing a game that's designed for fun and to be a hobby. And the game's just turned into how fast can you play? Uh, and that's just not super fun. It's not super enjoyable. And I know the format's changing now because... We just got the new band list, but I feel like modern, it's, it's more slower. It's slow paced. You get to take your time. You get to play the game. Um, you know, it goes past turn two or three and I know I'm one to speak. I play dragon turbo. So, you know, yeah. my deck is You're basically designed playing to be, a modern deck. Yeah. My deck's designed to be super fast. Um, when it hits, um, so I, don't, I just feel like you get to, there's more time to play the game. Um, and that, that's what I enjoy about Edison and not so much with modern. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have several pages of information written down here uh, because this is one I've been preparing for a while because a lot of people ask me, you know, like what makes this better for me? And... I could probably sit here for hours and talk about why I prefer this format over modern. Um, one of the biggest reasons is something we kind of lightly touched on earlier was the prizing. I do like how you can get real prizes. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with people winning uh, play mats and deck boxes and stuff like that. Um, but like, if I'm going to commit like a lot of time into something and a lot of money um, whether it be for decks or whether it be for traveling to events, I really want to like get some of that return back. Um, and I think that it really, it makes it worth it when you go and you win something real. Um, not that I would know that, but I, at least I think that's how that would feel. So I don't mind dedicating more time for Edison than to modern because I'm going to actually be winning real prizes. I think the the end goal of you know winning and having like the the metaphorical trophy at the end of the tournament just is more appealing to me because of that and um another big reason is like so i feel like throughout Yu-Gi-Oh's history up until like the last couple years once the meta was decided like right like so like x deck is the best deck and everyone knows it that the format pretty much stayed the same until a ban list came and changed the format. Well, my last experience with Modern was like, I could have my deck exactly how I want it. It's going fine. But then the next week, the format has shifted so much that it's no longer like, it's no longer the best build to be playing. So I felt like every week I was having to pick up new cards, trade for cards, buy cards, whatever, and change my deck every single week just to keep up. And... That becomes a lot of homework to keep up with week after week after week. 
you know, for sure. It's just ever growing at such a faster pace than it really ever has. Yeah. And it, not, it, not just like the game and new chords, but like the meta. Yeah. It's not like Edison format where like, obviously the format changes, but I mean, I think realistically, like you could put together a deck and not change it at all ever. And once you've like refined it and I still feel like you, you could do well with it. Like if you never change a single card and like mm-hmm. with modern, that's just simply just not going to happen. Like, Obviously, you know, for Edison, I would tell you to follow the trends and like kind of build around what people are playing. But, you know, we're locked into like a certain format with a certain band list with a certain card pool. So like, you know, you're never going to have to buy insane new cards. And that kind of brings me, I guess, not really into my next topic, but kind of like an extension of this topic is the cost is so much more cost efficient, this format. Like, I'm pretty sure... If you wanted to build every single deck in the format, you could build it for less than $200, every single deck. And you could play a different deck every week for months. It's true. I can't go around just pick up like a... I don't know. Black Link's getting pretty expensive with them Armor Masters. Yeah. But like, even with that, so like Armor Master being like 35 bucks and you need two and then like two Royal Oppression... Like, that's probably the most expensive deck that I can think of. Like, the next is probably, like, Frogs, because you have to have Substitute. But I think, like... I do like this. This is a format that, unless you go to a Konami-sanctioned event, you can use OCG cards. So yes, this format Mm -hmm. really, really adheres to the budget players. Yes. Yes. And, like... You know, sometimes it's just nice to flex like an OCG rarity. Like, I actually just got some uh, Rush Duel Cyber Dragons from Tom Mac, and I'm picking them up at the Philly event uh, next week, and I'm super hyped to pick those up. They look so good. Yeah, I just got an ultimate rare five headed dragon from Tom, and mm-hmm. a play set of collector's rare red and D's from Tom, and I have a a play set of CR debris dragons from Tom. Yeah, I bought Terrible T Armor Masters from Tom because my English ones got lost in the mail. <laughs> it's but, enough said that uh, that Tom Mac is the goat, and you should buy all of your OCG cards from him. Yeah, yeah, check him out on Facebook. T O M M A K doesn't get much more simple than that. He's in all like the trade trade groups. Yeah, dude, Tom Mac be the goat. Yeah, he's the goat. Maybe he's also he... got an EB start. Uh, an eb an ebay store you can look at yeah but i message him on facebook you get better prizes most of the time yeah now that i'm thinking about it i'll put the link to his ebay store in the description <laughs> below after this posts so you guys can find it uh so i have a couple other points here um about why i quit modern and then we can talk about like things you like about edison things you dislike like compared to things you like and dislike about modern um so obviously we touched on things like the cost, uh, Edison being much more cost of, uh, more, much more cost efficient. Uh, another thing is like the time rolls don't suck for Edison format. Um, and this is a topic that's been discussed hundreds of times since Konami changed the time rules, but I do like how when the timer goes off, if I'm in my draw phase, I don't just lose the game because I'm in my draw phase. And that's something that really deters me from modern Yu-Gi-Oh! 
uh, because I feel like the first like 35 minutes of the game are played at a normal pace, and then the last minutes, the last five minutes are a race just to see who can play faster than the other one, and I just don't like that. I don't like being in my standby phase and someone sends a volcanic scatter shot, hits me for 500, and I lose. I think that's just so defeating. I understand. I understand the real reason why they change the time rules, even if they won't admit it, is because of people taking 45 minutes to play five turns. And I understand it is nice to get out of a regional at 6 o'clock versus midnight. And I don't think that I would go back to the other time rules for Modern just because of that. Um, because that's already like an all-day commute. Usually you wake up at the butt crack of dawn, drive two to three hours to go to these things, and you're there all day. Then you drive two to three hours to go back. And then the judge staff gets there before we do and stays after we're gone. So I can't even imagine how hard that was for them. But I'm really glad that Edison operates off of the old time rules and that people, I mean, every Edison event we've been to, I mean, people have played through the um, the additional turns uh, pretty efficiently, I would say. Yeah, that's crazy that you can go through like those additional turns. And still be done quicker than somebody trying to burn somebody with 500 with scatter shot. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's insane. I played I played a game. It's been, it's been about a year ago, where the guy took probably six minutes um, in time just so he could burn me with Destiny Hero Dystopia, even though he opened up with Fusion Destiny in his hand. Yeah, like that. To me, like you know what you're doing at that point, and and that has been like you just you can't do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Um, so that's, that's like the main points that I have. Um, obviously like I'm sitting here looking at this book and I have a ton of other things that I could go through and talk about, but that's like the main points for me. Um, like the cost, the pricing, the time rules, things like that. And I just, I think like, obviously nothing against any of our friends or our fan group, uh, I think the people in the Edison community are just a little more welcoming than like a lot of the bigger players for modern. Um, Cause like I've reached out to like hydro pump uh, several times for help. And he's like gotten back to me very quickly where like a lot of the better players for modern just leave you on red. Don't talk to you. So. Yeah. I think the events are a lot cooler too. Like you don't see people getting upset because they lost or, you know, making excuses of like, and you got this, you got those kind of players everywhere, but it's not to the extent that it is with modern media, you know, where like people just get so up in themselves and everything, and it's always like, well, you won because of this, like, and I think it goes back to where Edison is just like more of a back and forth game, like it really comes down to like who the better player is, yeah, because there's really auto win boards, you know, yeah, so. yeah, plus like a lot of people, it's, it's cool too, is like. You see, seeing the players that are like going to Edison that didn't start playing Yu Gi Oh until like, you know, 2016, 2017, right? Yeah. And it's really cool being in the position to be able to like coach those guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, moving into our second topic here, which is discussing the pros and cons of Edison as compared to the pros and cons of modern. So, is there anything about Modern that you like more than Edison format? I mean, you get new cards. 
Yeah. 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 Um, yeah you get new cards. Uh, the, the card pool, I mean, it's just you have more cards to play with. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of themes that have been expanded upon. Um, like, you know, of course, you have, like, the, like the new, like, Stardust support. You have, like, new Blackwing support. You know, things like that. It's just always pretty cool to play around with. Um, of course, it's still fun going to, like, big events like regionals and YCSs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still fun watching some of the feature matches and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, real quick. I'll I think mention, the lore has gotten better. Real quick, I'll mention this. Um, so, Cody that we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago uh, commented on here earlier. Uh, and he said, last regional we held two Time Wizard format side events, and people were dropping from the regional just to play in those side events, which I think that is insane. That is so cool. Uh, I didn't even know that they held Time Wizard events at regionals. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, yeah. He said from the regional. Yes, I didn't even know that they yeah. did that. I spoke with the side deck because they hold a lot of regionals around our area. And they told me last season was going to be goat format, and this season, which I'm assuming started this past, um, well, I guess the Photon Hypernova, yeah. um, was going to be Edison. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they got Time Wizard events. I don't know what kind of prizing they get for those, but, I mean... Probably a plain that. Yeah, it's still yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they would support those side events in a regional, like, that's really cool. And it kind of makes me wish I'd went to, like, Richmond or Greenville, because I didn't know that they were doing that. Uh, so something that I like about modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, compared to Edison format is, like, rarity bumping on cards, which is nice, like, out of OTS packs, getting the ulties and stuff like that. So I'm, like, still holding out that one day we'll get, like, a Time Wizard pack and they'll give us, like, high rarity versions of cards that we don't have. Like, could you imagine, like, an ulti Cold Wave or an ulti Royal Oppression or, like, ulti Kalut? Any foil of Cold Wave, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please. Or, like, ulti Black Whirlwind would look so good. Like, can we... If someone from Konami is watching, can we, like... You know, can we can we get that going? That would be amazing. Copium. <laughs> Austin, what about you? You've been quiet for a while. Where, where you been? Uh, I've just been listening to what you guys talk. Um, is there anything that? You, I mean, I feel like obviously, you know, the we get new cards and stuff like that. But is there anything that you like more about modern than Edison? I think, you know, just honestly, just opening the new packs and, and things like that, I miss. But other than that, not really. I mean, I just enjoy Edison so much. I think the closest thing that we've had to opening packs for Edison was the uh, the Crystal Revenge pack where Blackwings got reprinted out the yin-yang. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I wish there was, like, some edison related packs that we could get or something like some retro packs or something like that yeah uh just to help support the format um but i also hope that the format doesn't grow so big and so supported that it turns to crap like um konami trying to regulate it and it turns to crap like modern does i don't think that will ever happen but that would be pretty crappy if it did yeah i think I think this format is pretty safe 
as far as something like that goes because to my knowledge there's not really any real like OTKs or like FTK kind of things like um I know like in GOAT format like Justin was playing this reasoning gate deck that would like delinquent duo you like three times on the first turn and I'm just like if I was going to do that I'd just play modern like if I didn't if I wanted to not get to play I would just play modern no. instead of playing GOAT no. I modern the last turn deck in modern, you can't summon Dark Magician and Chaos to get a spell back immediately, okay? okay? Okay, that's true. Exactly. That's true. So, so Goat you Format gives you... Cut the shoot. Yeah, Goat Format gives you, like, a glimmer of hope that you might top deck, like, Pot of Greed, but you just end up top decking, like... Listen, that, like, that deck is not great. Like, that may happen, like, one out of ten games, but in the other games, like, they're going to call level eight, and you're going to build Demok and be like, all right, pass. Bro, I already want, every time someone flips trap dust shoot on me, I like contemplate like how bad going to prison really would be. I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine playing in a format where that can happen three times. Like every time someone's like, Have you seen, like, the... like dust shoot and I'm just like, you know what? How bad is prison? Like really, how bad we talking? So, I, um, I had two cards in my hand and I played graceful charity and I had a guy chain dust shoot, and he was like, "Before you discard the two cards." Damn, dude, that's broken. That's right. That guy's <laughs> like, that guy's so five head. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> hey, Justin, have you seen that uh, Horus Reasoning Gate deck? Uh, I don't know if I've seen the list. But I've heard of it. I don't know if I've seen the list. I think I played it's it. Pretty it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not good. Like... It's good in the mirror, Matt. I mean, you can like Cyberstein or Metamorphosis out the level seven King Dragoon. Yeah. Summon Horse level six, get eight by the end phase, and yeah, then you can play Decree, this, Necro this Valley, is, and then Royal Tribute. It just uh, sounds like uh, it's, this it's sounds really like modern Yu-Gi-Oh with with less steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a scoop to an anti spell fragrance one time when I was playing that deck. Bro, anti spell oh, is a goat. Anti spell is in goat. Oh, yeah, it's a go. It was in, like, one of the first, um, I think it was, like, Yugi Power of Chaos, the video game. It was, like, a promo oh. there. I actually didn't know that card was in GOAT format. Oh, it's, a, it's an old card, dude. It's, like, as old as, like, if I'm not mistaken, around the same time as, like, Harvey Feather Duster and stuff. Hmm. Well, luckily, yeah, I'll, ne old, luckily yeah. I'll never get anti-spell flipped on me in GOAT format because I'm not playing a format where Dust shoots at three. And if you play Kanani's Goat format, they play Cyber Dragon. Oh, God. Dude, when they announced that, I was just like, bruh, are they going to, like, allow Shining Darkness for Edison format? Because that changes everything. Like, it wouldn't be Edison format anymore. No, be... no, every deck that's, like, good in Edison format sucks now. Like, I'm so just... X -Saber. I'm just playing X -Saber, yeah, X Saber. And, like, you're just you're just dead. Like... You can get your whirlwind search. That's fine. I'm searching six times off of Dark Soul. You could uh, you could get away with saying that Raiden's yeah Raiden was a special edition card. The Nightworms yeah Shining Darkness yeah you didn't know that. Like, yeah. Want some mill too, please. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, Gosh, we need to do a we need to do like a market like a market channel type deal like a market watch. Yeah, yeah, we do. What um what do you think some of the cons of Edison format are, besides uh, trap dust shoot? The card pool. Yeah, I mean, I guess a pro of the card pool is like you kind of know what you can expect. Yeah. 
all because like the meta is like so changing and uh, modern and stuff. Yeah, and like a whole group could have a new tech card out by the time you went to an event and you didn't have time to prepare for it. But uh, it's also kind of interesting at Edison because it makes it a little harder to kind of push the envelope with new tech cards and decks and stuff. Yeah. So I, I almost kind of like how it's kind of challenging in that way. I like making spicy lists. I was I was working on my fairy list earlier, and I don't think I'm going to end up doing it. But I was telling Justin like I kind of wanted to side deck Shining Angel. Um, instead of playing three consecrated, side deck two angels and one consecrated. So like, obviously consecrated is in there for Blackwing. So like they hit your angel with Shura, and they're chain link one, you're chain link two, and you go into consecrated, and then they don't get to summon. But I also thought it was really spicy if you could, when you play against gadgets, because Christia Sworn, in my experience, just cannot beat gadgets. I don't know why. Like Machina Gadget. I guess it's because Fortress is just so good. But I was thinking, like, you could summon Shining Angel, Ram Green Gadget, kill them both, and then float into Proto Cyber Dragon, and then contact their Fortress away. <laughs> so I was really, that would be pretty funny. I was really cooking earlier. Because um, I was going to go you know, for, uh, like, sorry, Justin, go ahead. No, you're good. Like, there is no good level seven synchros. No, we have black rose. It's at one. Yeah, like, outside of black rose, like the level eight synchro pool is pretty good. Like the level six is okay. Bruh. Um, how, how you gonna but, leave like, out my no boy? How you gonna leave out my boy X Saber or Bellum like that? I said there's no good level sevens. X Saber or Bellum <laughs> stacked like, a card from your opponent's hand to top of their deck for you, and that's how you talk about him. Like, are you, you going to summon Black Rose Dragon or summon Ancient Fairy in defense mode? Like, I, I just wish the level seven pool was a little bit better. You're just mad because I, I, wish, I stacked cards to the top of your I deck with the, Air Bellum and then discarded them with Air Bellum for like two months straight. I wish the level nine pool was better. Miss Worm. There you go. That's all you get. Kind of glad we don't have Trishula, though. That'd be kind of wild, to be honest. Is, uh... I'm just glad we don't have Trishula because I don't want to buy an ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Is Miss Worm the only, like, generic level 9 in Edison? I feel like it might be. Do they have, like. Is Gotham's like 10? Gotham's needs uh, Earth Tuner. I think it needs Earth Tuner. Oh. Those two or more Earth monsters, they can all be tuners, I think. There's that weird, um, what, there's like another level 9 or 10, I think. It's like, but I think it requires a psychic, the hypernova thing. Yeah. Oh, hyper psychic blaster or something? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, we don't even have like that ally of justice field marshal thing that came out. It's not even good, but people just played it because they couldn't get missed for him. <laughs> Dude, I remember playing decisive armor. Back in 2011, that card was busted against White Swords. Yeah. You know what it's else like, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> was busted when it came out? Star Eater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like the first card. level 11 synchro, was it? Or not the first, but like, first kind of like generic one. Yeah, I think it's still the, the only, is it the only generic level 11 synchro? Oh, uh, dude, you know what card was really good whenever it came out? What's that? Bealzy. Bealzy? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yes. 
I played that in like the Lavalvo Chain Zombie deck I had. Dude, that card was insane when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, now people just use Beals for FTKs. Oh my gosh. I remember when Orient Dragon first came out. And like, I picked up a copy for like $10. And I'm like, this card is like very underrated. And I think I saw some play like in 2011. Yeah. Um, but not much. It was just like an easy out to like Stardust Dragon and stuff. It actually made the um, Green Dragon like do something into a level six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Orient Dragon. Trying to think if there's any other cons of Edison format that I really just dislike. I I think another pro though is like it's easy for new players to get into. It is like you can introduce them to like the fusion and the synchro uh, mechanic, and then they can work their way up to modern format. Yeah, and something else I'll add too is like the rulings for Edison format are very concrete, where like the rulings for modern Yu-Gi-Oh are crazy because every card does twenty-five different things, like. Unless you're playing, like, Black Garden deck, like, the rules are pretty easy until you get into, like, Honest and Kalut Wars. But, like, other than that, like, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, I think Damage Step Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like... Yeah. I wish it was just laid out a little bit simpler. Yeah, every format Damage Step Yu-Gi-Oh! is the hardest part of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I agree. Damage step has like fifteen steps to it. Yeah, almost seven. <laughs> Ty uh, Ty commented and said, "One of the pros for or one of the cons for Edison is top deck brain control and top deck heavy." And I couldn't agree more. No, yeah, I mean brain brain control, mind con, Caius. That that's yeah. the yeah yeah. I mean we we can't like get another ban list for Edison. I guess that's a con. We can't get rid of Dust Shoot, yeah. Future Fusion, Brain Control. You know what my biggest problem with Edison get, format is? I would never want to get rid of Future Fusion. That card is not even that good. That's enough out of you, buddy. My biggest con <laughs> is I think I'm going to start deck checking people because I think people out here playing three dark armed. That card drops down way too much. <laughs> like, people be like, like, nothing on field, nothing in hand, draw dark armed and it's live. Like, it happens so often and I hate it. Like, I'm thinking about going to prison again. Like <laughs> playing, playing through whirlwind. Right. Sunday I had dark armed in every in every opening hand. Dude, dark arm was there. I just don't and, know how it happened. And I couldn't I couldn't do anything with it. It was just it was just sitting but in my hand. It's just the fact that it was there, Austin. It doesn't even matter. It was there. Every opening hand. Why? Why? I mean it doesn't matter. I couldn't summon it. You know how often I draw Lumina? Never. <laughs> Never. She's she's the first one to go. You just search it. She's the first one to go. I'm like normal trooper mill one. It's always Lumina. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Don't ever trooper for one unless you like. It makes sense, but. Unless you don't want to deck out, I guess. Yeah, like the only time I ever troopered for one is if I like stack wolf for plague. True. Sometimes you do that, but. Uh, Corey, Corey asked what were the cons that we listed or like why we quit playing modern, um, which was kind of at the start of the video. But basically we, we talked about how, uh, the prizing for Edison was real. Um, like you can win cash, uh, actually large sums of cash for Edison and 
uh, it makes the events a little more worth going to because you're actually taking home that cash versus like having to just win prizing and then try to sell it. Um, we also talked about how the game is much cheaper and the format, while the format does change and evolve, if you just put together one deck and never changed it, you would be way more fine in Edison format than you ever would modern. Like you don't change your modern deck for a week and all of a sudden you're just way behind everyone. Um, that was something else that we talked about, uh, just to catch you up to speed, Corey. But yeah, I, um, I, there's just not a whole lot of cons for Edison for me. I just think the format's just really fun. Yeah, I yeah. do too. And it's definitely still, com it's definitely really competitive. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think like, I don't think Edison has as many cons as goat format to me. Um, I know that I made the meme earlier about dust shoot, but like, I feel like every time I sit down and play goat, like, I'm never setting my Sangin cause they always have knock no matter what. And then whoever like pot of greeds into graceful, like just wins most of the time from what I've seen. Yeah, I've seen people just normal summon Sangin on their first turn, but so it doesn't get knocked. Yeah, that's any time on the rare occasion I play goat. That's what I do. I'm like, I will normal summon Gravekeeper Spy face up, and I will set my Book of Moon and I'll book it on your end face so you can't knock me. Five head. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. And then I tried to play one goat game with Justin, and then this man reasoning gated me and took my whole hand on the first turn. I'm like, well, this is awesome. I just play against modern Dark World at this point. Ain't that right, Justin? I think it's still better than Modern Dark World. <laughs> Goat is better modern, change my mind. Goat is better um, modern. Hey, I mean, at least like... In dude, Goat, I, like, I, only, I only like Goat because I could play last turn. That card is amazing. Talk about rulings. Ooh. Yeah. And self-destruct buttons at three. I'm never playing Goat format with yeah. you. Yeah, so if you don't, <laughs> if you don't win with Jalgen, you just flip self-destruct button and you just go again. Yep. I hate it. I hate it so much. The closest thing to like an FTK and Edison format is like normal Gladiator Beast Laquari set five, including like like Road, Judgment, Bottomless, Chariot, and then like any other random card, just whatever you want to. Like that's probably like the closest thing to an FTK. Yeah, or Black Wings weird. having like Plant Judgment, thing. Oppression, Icarus Attack, Whirlwind, Shurikaloot. Yeah, yeah. Edison does have that weird like, it's like a some kind of plant OTK or something. I don't know what it is. I've never seen anyone Giga play plant? it. No, it's, I don't remember the name of it. The card's banned in modern. It's like some kind of insect or a plant. Uh, Phoenixing cluster or something or whatever Amaryllis. I don't know. Yes, yeah, Amaryllis. That's what it is. I don't know what it does or how it works, but I just know I've heard people talk about it. It's not very consistent. That's unfortunate. I really don't mind OTKs as long as they're inconsistent. Yeah, Amaryllis burn. Um, Ty just said. Is that a is that an FTK deck or is it an OTK deck? Um. It's an OTK deck, oh, okay. not an FTK. Gotcha. That makes sense then. Yeah, I've never so I, FTK. Have you guys seen the um, 
I don't know if you guys want to talk about like new decks or anything. Um, but have you guys seen the um, Chaos? Or it's the Car Path list. Um, the Chaos Fairy deck. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Everybody online has been playing that like this past week, and I feel like when we go to reading, we're going to see a lot of it. Yeah. I don't know about a lot of it, but I think we'll definitely see a little bit of it. Have you seen that uh, Good Stuff Machina deck that talked? It was that, like, Rescue Cat? And, like, yes. Yeah. yeah. That deck was insane. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Prepare your Cyber Dragons again. Machina becoming real big again. Hey, they, I think what they annoys me the most about, like, I think what annoys me about the Chaos Fairy deck is the fact that they can recur Battle Faders so easily. Mm. And that is just hard to push for game. Like, I was playing um, Lightsworn versus it last night, dude. And they added um, Battle Fader back to hand off Dimension Alchemist probably three times. And with me milling cards every turn, like, <laughs> Son and Caius, because Banish added back off Dimension Alchemist, like, every you know, turn uh, is just hard to push for game against that deck. You know what would have helped you in that situation? What? Playing the Christia deck. You just summon Christia, <laughs> and then there's no battle for you. Hey, hey, you stop. Just stop with the Christia deck. It's not good. What were you saying, Justin? Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it was just like, oh, I got game on board. It's like, no, I'm going to add back Battle Fader. Yeah, continuously add back Battle Fader. Dude, I won one game. It was like, I didn't have any cards in my deck left. I'm like, I got to win this turn. I hope he doesn't have Battle Fader. I um he had I forget what it was, but like I returned the one card in my hand to the top of my deck reflects redder. <laughs> and like I was able I was able to win that game. That really happens more often than it should. <laughs> but I've done that in my time several times as well. Sometimes but I, I this, um Sorry, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so like, I was going back and looking at like deck lists from the uh, Wasius that was given away, like the play mat. Yeah. And there was a, I don't know how this guy had a 40 card deck. He was playing a Bayou Turbo Engine. He was playing a complete Ice Storm package. He was playing a Zombie package. And the list of brutal, he was playing like two Sirocco, two Bayou, uh, like an Armageddon Eye. He was playing like Master of Mizuki, um, Plex Rudder, then like a whole like Lex Foreign Engine. And a Chaos Engine. A Chaos Engine too with Caius. In a 40-car deck. I was like, I don't know how this guy can fit everything in here, but like, it looked pretty cool. He couldn't decide what to play, so he just played everything. <laughs> I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I respect it. There's that, um... There's like that uh, Witch of the Black Rose uh, Gallus yeah. and Star Beast Monster Mash deck that's pretty wonky looking, too. I've been wanting to try that. That deck is really cool. I think Skill Drain's an FTK versus that deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Dude, Skill Drain's an FTK versus, like, Christia. Like, I almost lost to BJ on Sunday. And all he did, <laughs> oh, the bad part was he normaled Sparkman. Okay? This is the bad part. This man goes normal Sparkman and set two. And one of them being Skill Drain, and I lost <laughs> that game because I couldn't oh, get man. over Sparkman. <laughs> the beauty of Edison losing the spark man yeah and then the next game in game three I, when I played him he set clay man <laughs> under skilled man <laughs> and I had to wait another turn to get over clay man <laughs> boy please please uh, edit this part out of the podcast do what 
please edit this portion of the podcast. Unfortunately, it's live. So. We can't. We can't have people thinking you lost to a defensive claimant. I didn't lose. I won the match. But hey, I, I could have. If he attributed, Bro, if he you, attributed that defense if, position claim in for Caius, I would have listed everything I owned. Dude, if if you would have said next turn he's used for Thunder Giants, I probably would have dropped my phone. Bro, if someone did that to me, I'd shake their hand. I'd be like, "You deserve it." Like, I'd be like, "Here, here's you know what? You can just have my deck." Like, here you go. You you, you now own me. I have seen him it's bring almost out like losing the shield crush. I have seen him bring I, out Wild Edge before though. So this is a little bit off topic, but did you see that guy playing in um the YCS that uh had his whole extra deck as a Dragon Link deck? No. So he was he was playing the new Labyrinth deck, right? Yeah. It's a trap deck. And he was playing against the Castira deck and they have that the um rank seven deck in my let's see your opponent's extra deck advantage card. Yeah. And he had a complete he had a complete Dragon Link extra deck. So the other dude locked out his monster zones thinking he was playing against Dragon Link and the other guy like set five pass. Bruh, that's actually really five head. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, if I was playing a deck that didn't need the extra deck, I would one hundred percent do that. Like flu or the, the other guy banished to strike for dragon. Do you know what I would do? I would make my extra deck 15 cards that just enable FTKs because there's a lot of them. Like, like Cupid Pitch is involved in like every FTK, like Power Tool Dragon. Fish Falcon. Yeah, all, all these different cards that like your opponent looks at and they're like, this is some kind of FTK deck. And then you just set five and pass. <laughs> we love to see that. Do an Edison extra deck. Oh my god. <laughs> one Brio, one Goyo, one Black Rose. One Tempest Magician, get disqualified. <laughs> one Star Dragon, one Red MD. Yeah, and then I'm going to play um, one Change of Heart, so maybe uh, I can Red MD, your RDA is what I meant. I was saying, why are you playing Red MD in your extra deck? Yeah. <laughs> RDA is what I meant. And that's Clearly how I got I'm a game lost. <laughs> I would also, at that like point, I would play one change of heart in my main just so I could, like, make the extra deck happen sometimes. It's like when you played against the Sky Striker player in the Edison tournament. Yeah. There was um, oh my God. this card I looked at earlier that I've never read before, but I heard someone talk about it. It's called uh, Zaman the Ape King. It's a level seven. Oh yeah, that's Z-Man. Yeah, it needs a Z-Man dark tuner and a uh, non-tuner beast, so you can make it with Gale and Hamster. And he's mm-hmm. he's like an ancient gear golem. When he attacks, your opponent can't activate anything. And if your opponent monster declares an attack, you can send a monster from hand or field to negate the attack. So I was like, why do decks that play Hamster and Gale like just not play this guy? Like that's actually kind of crazy. Have you seen the underground arachnid card? I think is what it's called. That synchro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically, like relinquished. Yeah. Clear, clearly, we know Michael didn't watch the five D's era of Yu-Gi-Oh. I did not. I uh. So, what? This is like this is kind of bad in hindsight now, but I thought that the concept when I was a kid of playing cards while riding a motorcycle was so stupid that I never watched it as a kid. Dude, it was like the best series. 
I've oh, watched yeah, some of it now. Um, it's just hard to find places to actually watch it, but it is good. And I've never watched past 5Ds, though. You can uh, watch it for free on 2BTV. Oh, really? Yeah, 2BTV. It's got, like, a couple ads in it, but, like, it's... Okay. I was watching it the other night when you called me. I'm going to have to look into that, then, because I've, I've, like, watched all the, uh, obviously, the original and then, like, GX, but only, like, probably 10 episodes of 5Ds. Dude, they kill people in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid gets busted through a window, too, and like, falls to her death. Bruh. This has been a dark podcast. I've talked about, like, people flipping dust shoot on me and me contemplating go- going to, either going to prison or, like, putting my head through the wall. You know, like, people going to, people going to the Shadow Realm. It's, it's been quite the, uh, the journey tonight's episode has been. Did I just like phase out for part of this podcast? I remember none of that. Bruh, I think you did. I went on like a tangent for 15 minutes on every time someone flips trap dust shoot, I wonder how bad prison would actually be. <laughs> Dude, I must have just like fell asleep apparently. I remember none of that. Like every time, and it's <laughs> always, they always have it at the worst time. I'm like, I have, I draw my first five. And I have like recharge and no light sworn name, and then I draw a return. It's a light sworn. And then they flip dust shoot, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm just going to uh, prison. I almost said Shawshank. Bruh. I don't know if that's a real prison. But. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Every time I've run into trap dust shoot, I always do a standby phase. No trap, no trap dust shoot. No. All right, cool. Keep playing. Cards of consonants. Ditch Whitestone. Draw two. Search blue eyes. Trap dust shoot. I'm like, bruh, are you kidding me? I had trade it in my hand. Yeah, I know. It happens. So every time, like, every time I summon a Lila and pass, and they set one and pass, I just always know it's like trap dust shoot. I just know it's kind of. Yeah. I guess the worst part is that it's kind of sacky because not only because it's a one up, but like the condition you have to have four or more cards. So after the pass, like the few early turns, like you, it's probably dead. <laughs> Bruh, yeah. Cole, what are you talking about? Anytime someone trap dust shoots me, it's always live. I always got four more cards in my hand. Yeah, that's because you... Well, I mean, you when know, you activate Super Rejuvenation. Yeah, it's just like... It's almost like your deck draws its whole deck, and then I dust shoot a card back, and then you just draw that card again anyway. All right. All right. Um, all right, so we have about 10 minutes left, and something important that we need to mention is um, next Friday night, uh, we're going to have the podcast. So that will be, let me check the date just to be sure. Uh, February 24th, we'll have the podcast that night. Uh, Justin, Cole, and myself will be having it live from our hotel room in Philadelphia or in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. And basically what we're going to do in the chat is um, we're going to end up giving away a secret Italian Judgment Dragon and two Ultimate Armor Masters, OCG Armor Masters. So, to somebody in the in the uh, chat. And did we decide, Justin? Did we decide we're gonna like take like raffle tickets for this, or how do we decide? Do you want to do this? Um, I don't know. If we're already going to be in Pennsylvania, we can just raffle them. Not raffle them, but um, just give them away. Give them away to one lucky viewer. Okay, um, so. The, uh, yeah, we need to have like a stipulation, like not just pick something random. Yeah, but I think whoever like interacts with the podcast the most. Yeah. So what I'll probably do is something like everyone that comp well within reason. I mean, if two thousand people comment, it's gonna be difficult. But 
we will do our best to take note of everyone that comments on the live stream and we'll do some kind of random generator. Um, and Maybe better yet, you could do like, um, what's your favorite Edison card and why? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So pretty much moral of the story here is make sure that you're watching next Friday night at 9 o'clock because you do want to be able to win uh, these cards. Why don't you um, make like a community post? Yeah. And they can comment on the community post for like a week. They give them like a week and what, two days? Yeah. So we can see what kind of comments we get between now and then. That's true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so we have about seven minutes left. Anybody have any closing statements? Anything that you've thought of, like another reason why you got out of modern or any pros or cons for anything that you can think of? Nope. I'm pretty good. I like the, um, I like the fact that like you can max rarity. Like I like the fact that like a lot of cards that like come in ultimate rare. I know that's like a really weird thing to say, but like, I like how you can have like your extra deck, like all have the same rarity. Yeah, yeah, the extra decks for Edison are really nice. Um, I'm more partial to, like, the ultimate rares even more than, like, the ghost yeah. rares. And I really don't like the starlight rares. I think they look okay on some cards, but, like, like I don't think they look good on Synchros. Um, I don't think they do either. They look like they I, came out of a Mega Ten. Yeah, I don't think... It's like collector's rares. I don't think collector's rares... Look really good on my C's. Um, so like, I think the rarities like match cards better. I think that like Starlights look really, really good on like fusions or links. Yeah. Um, I think collector rare. Yeah, collector rare looks really good on links too. But I don't know. You said that you didn't like your collector's rare card trooper that much, didn't you? So I um, little backstory here was I ordered the uh, CR card trooper. Like, the next day after that set had came out. It was the only card in the entire set I cared about. Probably the only good card in that whole set. The whole set was pretty trash. But I ordered it. It was $23, $23 I think. And I got it in the mail. And at first, I was really disappointed. Because I did not think it looked like a... It didn't look like a good CR. But pretty much the thing about that card trooper is it's, it's just hard to see the CR design on it. But once you see it and you know it's there... It is pretty beautiful, so I think I think I've come around to it. I think I like it now. I might give me one then. Uh, is it relatively cheap still? Uh, I can look it up. It's not. I don't think it's really expensive. Um, that's another thing too. Like going back to the OCG cards thing for Edison, is the OCG CRs look so nice. Oh, dude. My debris dragons look really good. Yeah, your debris dragons look good. I'm really excited to see the uh, um, the darkness metals. So, Car Trooper CR actually went up. They're close to forty now. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They're they act, well. They are forty. So that's actually crazy. I don't know why that went up. I guess because it's the only card in the set people actually want. I don't even know what else comes in that set, like some kind of ritual archetype. Yeah, I haven't, like, obviously I haven't kept up with Modern much, but, like, just reading the card pool for that, I was like, this set is just kind of bad. I think what would be really cool to do on a future episode would be, like, 
to go through the Edison format. Now, I wouldn't say packs because like the format wasn't long, but like going through like the packs of the five D zeros yeah. and talking about like the cards in that set and what impact they had on Edison. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think that'd be like a really fun future episode to do. Like go through like Ancient Prophecy. Crimson Crisis, you know, Duel's Genesis, things like that. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, we're going to do, like, a, like a different package, like, episode. Yeah. As, like, just a portion of that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. If anyone that's listening, uh, either during the live stream or watching it after the fact, has any suggestions of a topic that you would like to see, definitely let me know. Uh, we could do anything from... Uh, card discussions to talking about how Austin thinks Future Fusion is the most fair and balanced card in the format. Um, Bruh, that to, card is fair and balanced. To talking about uh, how Austin lost to Shield Crush. Um, Bruh. The list goes on and on. To Bruh. talking about how I lost to Sparkman. You know, we could go on and on about this. Look, let's just let's just talk about how our team captain is the only person who doesn't have a top four in Edison yet. Yeah, I mean, you ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I'm coming up though. I'm on my way. Not while you play Christmas Warren. I'm gonna get there. Look, you you just worry. That's about... correct. Yeah, you just worry about. I went through it. I went through an entire tournament with that deck. That deck is not cracked. You just worry about getting no, revenge man. on Austin Jones next week. Look, a man who played Edison Look format here. for the first time. <laughs> Look. There was no way I was beat. And I got the messages from you, Michael, that says it is really hard to beat. Mind control, brain control, Caius. Look, that's at the point where, like, I'm just drawing extra cards. Like, hey, look, man, your shoe's untied. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. speaking of which, There's just so I don't know what I'm going to do with that collector's rare star. That's what I'm going to get this Saturday. Uh, I mean, I guess you can hand it to me when I win it Saturday. What? No. Yeah, just give it to me. I thought we were going to sell it and spend the money. <laughs> I want to I wanna sell it back to the shop. <laughs> so we can have another tournament. Bruh, that's like... I'm pretty sure the Nintendo Switch that Picante has has been passed around a few times. Yeah. Well, so I was, uh... It's a couple... I was talking old. to Void about it. It's a couple um, of events old. I think, um... What we're going to do is sell the Stardust. Uh, if somebody's, well, I can't speak for you. Are you going Saturday, Cole? No. Okay, so um, when, we, when me or Boyd inevitably win the Stardust Dragon Saturday, um, we're going to end up selling it to go towards money for our trip. So, like, <laughs> we can all go out to, like, a really nice dinner Friday night. Yeah, so pretty much one of us has to win. So, like, please. <laughs> and by that, I mean Justin. You have, Justin, you have to win. <laughs> Bruh. Cole's going to be too busy uh, getting second place to me and I can win that hoodie on Sunday. Bro, what, what size is that hoodie? Because I'd be My pissed. size, that's what it is. Extra I'd small. I'd be pissed if I was watching. Extra small. Justin, you ain't got to worry about it because you're going home with me anyway, so don't worry about it. Hey, what's, what, what's on the back of it? Ancient Guardians? <laughs> I don't think anything's on the back of it. Yeah, Ancient but Guardians. He, what if it actually he does was, have, though? He said it, he said if we get 20 people, then he'll put... Uh, he has two. He said if we get 20 people for Edison, then he'll put both up. Otherwise, we have to have at least 10 for the one. Bro, there's not even a 20-person population in Mount Airy. Like, Dude, we, get, we get the Jones crew, too? Easy. 
Yeah. All you gotta do is get past Austin Jones. Is that the kid that's playing Bloodsport? No. Michael. It's just funny. I'll, I'll oh, throw you okay. in on him later. Austin has to get past him, and I have to get past BJ. You're dead to me. You have to get a pass to 2000 defense Clayman. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, Alias can't swing over it. <laughs> the, Nobody can Gemini Spark. Yeah, the, the theory no, is there. Have you seen The Wrath of Neos? Have you read that part? Dude, stop. Listen, in face, in face, Gemini Summoner, pay 500 life points, summon Neos alias with his effect. Your turn. Wrath of Neos, blow up the field, attack for 1900, you win. This is like Table 500 Edison Edition. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's about all the time that we have tonight. So uh, be sure to, once again, tune in next Friday night at 9 o'clock. We'll be giving away some prizes to lucky listeners, and you don't want to miss that. So this is the Edison Club Podcast signing out. Until the next one.